Stump, 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 stump. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make our glorious game from the lowest to the highest level throughout the UK and beyond. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winsor Cricket Club in Burton-on-Trent. On this podcast we'll bring you updates on Winsor CC We'll also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming from their view from Cow Corner with their opinions, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winsel, the little club with the big personality. Stumps, bumps, and beer pumps. Hello listeners, welcome to Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Joining me today is Rich Marsa. Hello Hi. Mars. Hello mate, how are you doing? Yes, I'm not too bad, thank you. And also back with us after his long-term game of musical musicals, our very own Neil Winfield. Welcome back Neil, how's it been? Not too bad, thanks, good. How's the musicals? Um, pretty good. I've seen more musicals than Webber at the minute. Have you? <laughs> well, I thought just touching on it. Now you're obviously the the oracle for musicals. Which ones have you seen, or should be better off saying which ones haven't you seen? Uh, I'd say which ones haven't I seen. Which ones haven't you seen? Um, <laughs> I haven't seen uh, Phantom. Have you not? No. Well, why not? That's about uh, the well, best one. I'd have thought that would have been top of the top list. Top of the yeah. Well, I'm going through the uh, alphabet. Jersey <laughs> Boys. That's F. Have you seen? Have you seen, have you seen, have you seen Jersey Boys? I've seen Jersey Boys. I've seen the Osmonds this weekend. The Osmonds. Yeah. Did they sing Crazy Horses? Yeah, that was at the That's end. That's one of my uh, favourites. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Which one would you say is your favourite then? Oh, I'd have said Beauty and the Beast was good actually. I mean, I shouldn't really say this. I told you Joe don't like him, but right. <laughs> roped into him. You'll be going yeah, to more. You love it. You've got plenty more to watch, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, moving on. Our, on our last podcast, I did tell you that uh, Winsel, we had our presentation night at Burton Rugby Club, um, and I'm sure you will agree, Mars, it was a success. It was a success. I really enjoyed the night, actually. I, I wasn't sure how it was going to be. It was the first time we'd held it at Burton Rugby Club. 
nice venue though. It wasn't was a it? very good venue. I'd recommend it to anybody. We there's two rooms there. We were in a smaller room. It holds about fifty, which was perfect for us. And we were able to have um, a lot, bit of live music there in the shape of our stalwart for the club, James Roebuck, <laughs> and ex-player and uh, spectator extraordinaire. He's the uh, uh, lead singer of a, a band called Captain Full Strength. It, it came in like Mick Jagger holding a cricket bat above his head. It was all, it was good, and uh, the so awards went off band. well. So we had good we band. had some um, some new winners, some old winners, not old in necessarily in age, but uh, regular winners. Uh, but it was a good night. Good night. Yeah, we'll go, go through the winners uh, yeah. shortly. But I've just got to say that it was brought to my attention on the <laughs> presentation <laughs> night that uh, maybe Neil was paid from not because he didn't he didn't attend because he was he was at a musical. But I was told he might have been paid off to give other people a chance of winning the stand-up bingo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a good winner of that. That's about all I do win. Yeah. Although I did win the bowl in 2020 and no one recognised that. The first time I ever won it, weren't there? Did you? Yeah. The COVID years. Oh, really? Just got bushed over. Did your name get put on the trophy? I think it is, yeah. Well, but... I know it did, because I'll put it on. Right. <laughs> yeah. A bit of recognition for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, the, so we'll, the, go through, we'll go through the winners then. Yeah, well, the first award that we gave out on the night was to young uh, Harry Taylor, who who basically uh, became Young Player of the Year. There's quite a story behind this. He played in the Cup at Otbrook and took a wicket with his very first ball in senior cricket. And we vote, we, he was voted as Young Player of the Year. Well, um, just going back on that, I, I yeah. was there at his uh, first wicket and I thought, I want to cry. Uh, well, I, watching I, it. Honestly, <laughs> I, I was very emotional. His dad was sat behind me and I thought he was going to cry. I was going <laughs> to cry. I looked at you and I thought... Yeah, it was a real special moment, actually. It was, yeah, good. So I was pleased for the lad. He's coming on quite well. I hear from the coaches he's, uh, he's bowling quite nicely. So hopefully um, he'll do well. We had the usual winners in uh, the shape of first team batting Eddie Moore. Uh, first team bowling was Duncan Wright once again. Pip, Pip Neal at the post. And then we had a couple of uh, new faces, really, to the awards. Uh, came to us from Burton last year, Daz Pritchard. He won the batting for the uh, seconds. And uh, Billy Neal... His first full season back at the club with the seconds, he, he won the bowl in. So that was good to see as well. And Billy topped that off with um, the performance of the year as well, which is quite a good story That in that it was against Muggington, up at Muggington. And um, they'd not lost, I think, in 30 matches or something. And they were always going to be our main rivals for the Division 7 South uh, title. And Billy took um, 5 for 11 that day, which proved to yeah. be decisive and also gave Muggington a bit of a message for later on in the season, which proved to be, you know, the winning, uh, the winning combination really. Um, other awards: uh, James Johnson was Fielder of the Year, and then we changed one of the trophies. It used to be Sportsman of the Year, but it, it was getting a little bit tired that award, so we renamed it uh, Players Player. And uh, Angelo now was voted uh, from that from his fellow fellow players. Played so ball, uh, didn't he, yeah, Andre Levens manager. Yeah. Uh, I think he uh, he deserved that award. Other notable awards uh, for the ladies: Babs Woodward. She was um, nominated for a contribution to women's cricket for Winsor, and uh, she took that award. And then, most surprising, well, you might say surprisingly, but um, Matt Clark. He oh, won the right. Duck Cup. First team captain won the Duck Cup. He so, was that surprised? Uh, well, no, it isn't a surprise, really. I think it was surprising he didn't get more ducks. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final two awards, the two more special ones, uh, Clubman of the Year for all his efforts throughout COVID times in, in organising the practice sessions and the training was John Duggins. And we've got loads to come from John in the future with all his 
social events, he's social secretary. And then finally, special mention for Paul Winter, who uh, picked up the Gene Eady trophy, which is probably the most prestigious trophy the club has. Um, not many winners down the years. You've got to do some some pretty good work to win the Gene Eady. Yeah. And Paul won it for literally a fantastic year off the pitch as well as on. You know, he, he's turned um, the form of the second team to the to turn them into champions and also off the field he's uh, contributing to the uh, upkeep of the ground as well and the ground's already looking fantastic at yeah. this start of the season so I've seen yeah him, I've seen him down there with his pressure washer and yeah 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 his, so his, his muck spreading there's the, his moss moss killing and his slitting, slitting yeah. and all that he's, he's done really well he knows his stuff and it's a big thank you to Paul for, for all his efforts. Super. Well done, Paul Winter. It's a bit like Dellboy. He'd nothing he don't know or nothing he can get or <laughs> right. perhaps in Dellboy fashion probably some of some bits. Has he got a very tall, slim, very <laughs> <laughs> younger brother as well? <laughs> he has. We've got our indoor nets going on at the moment. Um, how do you think it's been going, Neil? Anybody uh, catch your eye? It's going quite well, I think. Um, Steve Watson's looking quite good in the nets. He should do, because he has about an hour each session <laughs> batting. I've, I've heard he's been dominating. Yeah. This. I think he must have uh, slipped liver over fiver or something. I'd say he, he sort of swaps nets, don't he? Moves down and then moves back up again. Yeah. He yeah. moves down, yeah, he's about 45 minutes by then, then he makes out he's had no time at all. <laughs> Uh, Clark, he looks good in the nets. Winter does. I thought when I saw Winter, I thought how hard he was hitting the ball, to be honest with you. And Brett looks pretty sharp, I think. Brett Bird looks pretty sharp. The problem with um, Clarkie and Winter, they hit it barrel straight. It's like a um, skittle alley. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Billy got it last week on the knee, but it's, it's only a cricket ball. You should, in a game, you'd stop it, but yeah, yeah. you're diving for cover. It's like, you, <laughs> it's like your kids going behind the net, but yeah. you hit it really hard then, pair. I think know. James Johnson's been doing a lot of bowling on his own, hasn't he, to try and get his uh, rhythm going. He's been doing all been right. He's been looking quite good. To, he's been yeah, looking quite I think good. It's, it's successful. I think that the main... Success from the the winter nets has been the amount of juniors that have been turning up. Yeah, and a, a quick thanks to uh, the likes of Livo, uh, Ian Meller, and Angelo for for uh, looking after that. Along with Paul Meller as well, he's been helping out on a on a Monday night. Also, thanks to Duncan, who's done a great job uh, with the juniors as well. And uh, it was great to see uh, Howard with his pop up shop, and uh, hopefully. Uh, there's some nice kit being brought this year, so they uh, they all look sparkling and spangly when they worked out the field. Once the indoor nets have finished, we'll probably be going back to the usual Winter Wednesdays, which is uh, junior training, senior training. It's great to see everybody down there. That'll be starting, I would have thought, end of April, maybe first week in May, but right. it, it, again, all depends on the weather. Uh, and the the conditions down there, but they say I've already said it's it's already looking pretty good down there. So the f- couple of weeks there. When's the uh, pre-season? We've we got, a, we've got yeah. A at the up. moment, we've got a friendly geared up for April the sixteenth right. against Burton. It it, it is going to be two games: a first team at home and our second team away. That again is subject to availabilities, Burton getting teams yeah. out, us getting teams out. So watch this space really, but if you can make yourselves available, make sure you do because it'll be a good chance to, to test yourself and get yourself ready for the season. Yeah. Get that to, stiffness out of the legs. Got to tell the availability on the usual way. Yeah, at the moment, uh, I think Clark is asking for availability via the usual channels. So uh, no doubt in a few days' time, we'll get to a bit of a heads up on how many we've got available. I saw so, Garrick uh, is uh, yeah, available. Saw, yeah, perked up. I don't know if he's back in the country. Obviously, will be by the time we we start. 
But one of the things it will do, Rick and Neil, it will give us a chance to uh, have a go with the camera, the new uh, video, oh, yeah, yeah. video camera. How is the camera? Well, it's all ready to go. It's all set up. It's been tested, but there's nothing like testing it on the day for a match and um, with proper captions and logos yeah. uh, attached to the video. So it's it's all set up for live streaming on YouTube. Stumps, and beer the season kicks off proper on the 23rd of April. First team are at home to uh, Etwell, and the second team are away at Kurt Langley in, Div- right. in Division 6. They'll be looking to uh, to get off to a winning start, hopefully, yeah. And then our under-13s uh, kicks off, along with the under-11s, on the 25th of the month as well, with the under-13s being at home, and this is uh, on a Monday, and the same day the under-11s are away. So, uh, so yeah. On a, on a Monday evening, try and get a... Yeah, Monday evenings down the ground. We've actually, I think, in the next couple of weeks, um, or one of the next few episodes at least, we're hoping to have a uh, pre-season chat with a couple of captains from around the the area. One will probably be George Selby from Micklaver, a good friend of the club's. And the other one, uh, equally a good friend of the club's, James Armishaw, with our own first-team captain, Matt Clark, as well. So oh, look be, out for yeah. that. That's uh, that's sure to be a bit of a cracker, really. But they'll be comparing notes and hopefully uh, highlighting some of their players to uh, to look out for this year. Bowlers that they don't want to phase, bowlers that they do want to phase, yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that yeah, should be good. Right. Joining uh, Liv Owen Martin, Cow Corner, on yep. this episode is uh, Tom Skinner which is the Marketing Communications Manager at Derbyshire Cricket Club, and there's a few things that he'll be telling us as well. Yeah, yeah, there's some exciting news, so <coughs> listen out for the announcement during the Cow Corner, and uh, it will be followed up by some more exciting news uh, for the next uh, few episodes. I look forward to it. Double exciting news. Double yeah. exciting. Welcome to this latest little delve into Cow Corner with me, Ian Livo, and it's great again to have with me my oppo, Rich Marshall. So how are we, Marsh? I'm really well. 24th of March, the sun is absolutely baking down. We're at the county ground, Derbyshire, in the media centre. What could be better? It's a fabulous place to be recording, Cow Corner, but uh, as our special guest is none other than Tom Skinner, Marketing Communications Manager here at Derbyshire, it's the right place, the perfect place to record it and uh, get Tom on the other side of the microphone for a change. Afternoon to you, Tom. Afternoon, guys. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure. Now, how's it looking for today? Yeah, it's good. Like you said in, in your intro, Rich, you know, the weather like it is in March, cricket yeah. out there, it, it could be the height of summer. Most definitely. Um, nice to open the ground to spectators again because the last two years have been, mm. been very challenging, but yeah, hopefully a, a full summer ahead now. So just tell us, Tom, tell us a bit about your background and how long you've been involved in cricket and sports marketing because it's quite a while, isn't it? Yeah, I'm cricket mad, to be honest, Livo. You know, I, I grew up with my dad who played at Stavely Miners Welfare in, yeah. in the Bassett Law League. Um, so then when I was old enough to play, that's where I went and, and played with the likes of the Bullymores. I'm sure you, you know them, famous in, um, in local club cricket. And just been really into my sport from, mm. from such a young age. Um, so then when I progressed through, through school and, and went on to university, it was all about sport, sport, sport. How could I get a job and a, and a career in sport? Which university did you go to? I went to Lancaster. Okay. So, uh, was that a, a sports-related uh, degree, was it? Or? No, it wasn't. Would you believe I went and did yeah. history? Okay. So having said all, all that about how I want to get into sport, the reason I ended up going there was because I couldn't quite find the degree at that time. Now yeah. they're, they're ten a penny if you yeah, want yeah. to, to get into that, that yeah. but at that time they weren't. Okay. Um, and I just went with what I was good at, what I'd done well at, um, at school. But while I was there, that took a, a backwards seat 
much to the tutor's dismay, um, <laughs> but I found myself writing for the student union paper. I was volunteering for um, Lancaster City FC in the ninth tier back then. I had to pay to was go. Was that in. the Northwest Counties or something like that? It was. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah playing the likes of Curzon and Ashton at that oh, time. Oh, some great clubs up there. Paddy Staley Bridge Celtic. Yep, Staley Bridge and. Far be it from today, you know, the press that we've got with us today will get free meal, free tea and coffee. I had to pay to go in. So um, that was, but that's when I really bit the bug for, for media and that then grew into more the, the marketing side and how I wanted to um, come in-house and how I could affect a sports club from within. So um, my first break, so to speak, was working in, in local school sports back in Chesterfield. Um, for the school sport partnership there, which is a fantastic organisation, yeah. basically dedicates all its time to students in schools yeah. playing sport. Yeah. Whatever sport that may be, mm-hmm. it's getting students active uh, and engaged with sport. And then moved from there to the local county FA. So I went into into football for a few years. That was an eye opener. You know, football is is a completely different beast. I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there, and they you know they work incredibly hard mm-hmm. again to. Yeah to get recreational recreational football on, but just being in that football sphere is just completely different to to any other sport. And you know, being a Chesterfield lad, I've never fortunately a Chesterfield supporter, I've never seen above League One uh, as a fan. Yeah. So then to all of a sudden be working with the likes of Derby County yeah. and, and whatnot it is a completely different beast. Yeah. Then when I saw a job coming up at um Derbysh County Cricket Club, this would be nearly six years ago now, when I saw that job come up it was a no-brainer for me. I was happy at the FA, but I wanted to come here. Yeah. I'd been coming here as a member with my dad since I was about 10, 11 years old anyway. So I thought if I can combine cricket with a job, yeah. then, then that's dream exactly job what I'm really. yeah. yeah. So, is it a dream job every day? I mean, I'm just thinking of the conversations we've had the last few weeks and you've been all over the place, left, right and centre, trying to get ready for the pre-season. Is it, is it a dream job or is it um, just you have benefits, shall we say? Do you know what? You've hit the nail on the head, really. It's on the outside, yes, it is that dream job, and yeah. I wouldn't rather be doing anything else in the world mm-hmm. because I'm a Derbyshire lad, Absolutely. Derbyshire supporter, and if I can make yeah. a career out of that, I know I'm incredibly lucky. Mm-hmm. However, don't get me wrong, there are the days when you're banging your head against a brick wall, Energy. and I'm not talking yeah. on field, you know. Yeah. That that is peaks and troughs. That, that yeah. that's professional. Same in any sport. job, I guess. Really, but exactly. Yeah. You've got a nice bonus looking out this window at the moment. That's so. it. On days like today, like we're doing now, looking out yeah. over the sun-kissed in Cora County ground. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. very lovely. Yeah. You get to look outside and see yeah. professional top-class cricket going on. Uh, God knows how many days a year it is for you guys. But to get to that point, you've got the winter and the pre-season, and we know for ourselves from a club perspective. Uh, people think we don't do anything between October and April. Uh, I'm sure from your perspective, the winter and pre-season is by far the busiest time. And how's it been for you this time around? It's, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we often get asked by friends, even close family, what, what do you do October yeah. onwards? <laughs> and, you know, you, you, you find actually that, that couldn't be further from the truth. You're so busy all mm-hmm. the time. I always think of the October to March phase as the really heavy planning phase because mm-hmm. then when April rolls around, that 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 uh, that cricket season happens yeah. so fast you yeah. can't really affect it. Yep. Yeah, you have to have done all the planning beforehand because it's such a a big element yeah. to to run through. So, and again, professional cricket people often look at Sky Sports, for example, and they may say, "Oh wow, isn't isn't everything brilliant? What's happening at cricket clubs or football clubs?" If you and it is on the outside. If you go behind the scenes, we are like swans under the surface, yeah. Yeah. mad yeah. Pad- paddling away, trying to to keep afloat, and that isn't. 
vastly dissimilar to, to club cricket. Oh, you, yeah. You've got a, a group of incredibly committed individuals that all they want to do is make their cricket club as I, good I, as I'll it can be. I'm put my hands up here, but there's a difference. We don't get paid. We don't get paid. I wish we did it. Yeah, absolutely. I wish we did. Yeah, but you're right, it's exactly the same. But we do it for the love, and we, I mean, I've been involved like you, Tom, with cricket for a long while, for probably 40 years. Mm -hmm. I, I hesitate to say that, but, you know, it's uh, the love of the game is what, what motivates me, and seeing our club Winsel doing the best they possibly can, and the same applies for you, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Every the local club's the same, aren't they? It doesn't matter yeah. where they are in this yeah. country, every local club's exactly the same. They're doing the best as they can with volunteers. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, the benefits that you get are fabulous, but... Yeah, I, I look what's been happening here at Derbyshire over the last few months in particular and it was a reasonable winter until January and then you knew that Mickey was coming along as your new head coach and things have just gone ballistic for you guys, haven't they? Yeah, it's been fantastic to get Mickey on board. I think we can all around this table admit that last season on field didn't go anywhere near as any supporter would, would like it no. to do. No. Um, so there is that, that lull and you do feel down. The players feel it, the coaches feel it and it does affect you know backroom staff and of course first and foremost supporters as mm -hmm. well. But then when the likes of Mickey Arthur, you know, international coach, yeah, Pakistan, incredible. Australian, yeah. Yeah. everyone, whether you're a player, whether you're yeah. a member, a, a casual supporter, mm -hmm. whoever yeah. you may be, you feel that lift. Well, it's give everybody a massive spring in their step, I would yeah. have thought, yeah. And the, and the fact that he, Mickey can attract uh, other people to the club as well, you know, because of his pull, I guess is another big bonus as well. Yeah, I mean, that little black book, it, it must be fantastic to <laughs> yeah, be able to, to tap into exactly, that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I fondly watched Mickey on Twitter and the comments he'll make to people, he like, we wouldn't be able to touch those people with a barge pole, yeah. but he could get to them very quickly because he knows them. Uh, and that makes all the difference to Derbyshire. And I think yeah. we know there's been one or two comments in the, the press recently by certain individuals, Kempo, um, about little clubs like Derbyshire. Well, hopefully this year on the back of what we're seeing, we'll see a difference. Yeah, and there yeah. are some bloody good players come out of here. Correct me if I'm wrong, one of the best English wicket keepers of all time came out of Derbyshire. But it's little Derbyshire, so why wouldn't they come out of here? I think it's getting over that sort of... Um, perspective that people have had will make all the difference and mm. you know, I've lived in the area now 25 years and I've seen a difference um, in the last five or six years and it sort of brings me on to the non-cricketing side you know, who'd have thought we'd have the events here at the Encora that we have now non-cricketing through the summer as well and that's a big job for you as well isn't it it is and just coming back to your, your point about that stigma there it is so true mm. the, the little old Derbyshire tag and at times it's great to relish in that and yeah. revel in it and prove people wrong and everyone loves an underdog mm -hmm. however I think if you're attracting the likes of a Mickey Arthur, you're yeah. instantly proving to people that you are not little old Derbyshire. Absolutely. You are yeah. on that on that same platform yeah. and the same rights. And coming back to KP, I didn't want to turn this into a political podcast. But <laughs> his his talks of you know some some clubs may need to go or whatever. Yeah. Well, if you speak to the ECB, as you've already spoken to our chairman Ian Morgan, haven't you, on, yeah. on this podcast? They are not looking at little old Derbyshire, inverted commas. They, you know, they're looking at the, some of the counties that actually are hemorrhaging money left, Absolutely. right and centre. Yeah. Um, so if we can A, balance the books, B, bring in international talent and C, hopefully, mm. improve on the field for supporters, yeah. we'll start to lose that stigma. Yeah. Busy summer with cricket, busy summer with non-events and what are you looking forward to the most here? Well, the highlight for me, um, ironically, is not here. It's it's Chesterfield. I think the festival is is a fantastic week yeah. um, for supporters. Uh, it's great to see sold out Queens Park mm -hmm. for for the Yorkshire T Twenty in particular. But overall, what I'm looking forward to seeing 
in the season is just crowds back. Yeah. Hopefully no restrictions. I mean today we've got free entry, yeah. free parking, we've got several hundred people in the ground watching yeah. watching the game today in March. Yeah. And it's sunny yeah. and people it's are happy. Incredible. People incredible. want cricket yeah. back. You have so seen the forecast for next week, don't Yes, we? it does dip slightly, <laughs> doesn't let, it? Let, yeah. Let's be realistic about this. We don't like to see you know, yeah. hailstorms yeah, yeah, this time next week. Yeah. Um, but no, that is the overriding thing for me. Yeah. Our members and supporters have had two years of very difficult circumstances yeah. for them whether it be away from cricket or, or, or in cricket as yeah. well. It's, it's been a challenging few, few years for us all. So getting those people back in the ground is the main thing. But individual highlights, the Yorkshire T20 at, um, at Chesterfield is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let's see if we can beat Knott's here in the four-day stuff as well. Yeah. Did you say Chesterfield sold out already? Is it? It's not at the minute, but it, it normally does. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're at nearly 2,000 yeah. tickets already. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not bad going, is it, really, yeah. for Little Derbyshire? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's, you, know, you look around the counties right now, there's very few games ever sell out. Um, and it was noticeable even last year when there were some crowds in for some of the Blast games. There wasn't much in the way of sellout. You know, obviously, we know the hundred took some crowds elsewhere, yeah. and you know people have got only a certain amount of money to spend. But you get good value here at Derbyshire. That's the one thing I'd always say: you get really good value. You get to see the same players play here as you would on the telly. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm from up north originally, and I'd always come to Derbyshire when Lancashire play, and ironically, they're here today. But you'd get to see the big names come down here as well, because especially when it comes to the blast. You know, we used to see Freddie come down here. You know, Derbyshire had him run to here, playing down here as well. I remember him running around the bloody ground after taking a mm. wicket. You get to see the same level. I think that's the message that you guys have been putting out to members, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, we are one of 18. You know, it's not like football, like you said, where you've got the 92, the yep. 72, whatever it may be. We are one of 18, and we do have some incredibly talented players within this squad. And hopefully now we've got Mickey here, they can kick on and develop. Yeah. And, you know, we would love nothing more than to see one of our players playing for England. That would be the absolute ultimate for, yeah. for Who the Who do you club. see as potential, though, personally? Oh, cracky. Well, I am, I am not uh, one of the coaching staff, but I do know Mickey has, has singled out a, a few players who he, he believes are, are mm-hmm. on the cusp. And, you know, the likes of... A, of a Ben Aitchison, a, a young lad, if he can, originally from your neck of the woods, yep. um, Ian, but if he can kick on and really stay on the park, that was a big challenge for him last yeah. year, injury. Yeah. You know, he, he's seen already the talent within the squad yeah. and now he's got the ability to nurture that. I guess Lewis Reese must be up there as well, really. Yeah, he's really targeting that this year. Yeah. We had a, interestingly, just to go off tangent slightly, we had a bit of a, an event with the University of Derby recently. We worked really closely with them try and provide experiences for students, whether that be streaming, physio, yeah, finance, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, and Lewis did a talk with the students, and he was very, very clear it's his ambition to play mm. Red Bull cricket, yeah. test match cricket yeah. for England. Um, and do you know what? Again, just talking about how Mickey comes in and brings a lift, I'm not so sure, without speaking for Lewis, I'm not so sure last year he would necessarily have been mm. so bold in saying yeah, yeah, that. That's good. But now he knows he's, he's got that backing. Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. It'd be great to see that. Yeah, and it'd be very interesting. We all know that April and May in the county season is the strangest time of year because mm. you've got no idea with the weather, you've got no idea with the pitches. Everyone's new to each other to a large extent and they've all got these new players being integrated here and everywhere. So it'd be very interesting to see how, co- what's the word, coordinated and sort of... Um, clever that Mickey's been with bringing the team together because it's a completely different setup in the way he's operated now compared to where he had been in the past. Uh, he's taken a head coach role on as a proper head coach, hasn't he? Yeah, I think, again, Mickey in his, his recent press conferences has, has made it clear that he wants to see improvement across the board. And how he wants to bring that about is he wants to, the players to train, to live, to mm. play to that international standard. Yeah, I thought that was a really good that line. That is the benchmark. You know, you are not county cricketers. You are, you are professional 
professional top top level cricketers so you need to be aiming for the highest level look we'd all like to see county championship promotion I think that is the key for members Mm -hmm. and supporters it's a long time since we're in Div 1 Mm. Uh, we'd, we'd like to be there again Selfishly, from when I look at crowds, bums on seats, tickets sold, <laughs> Sky, etc., Blast is, is a really important one yeah, for us. Yeah. That, that run to finals day had such a positive impact for the club yeah. uh, in many ways, sponsorship, advertising, etc. Mm. Um, so that, selfishly, I'd like to see that as well. And mm. do you know what? The Royal London One Day Cup, let's not forget about that. Absolutely. That is still a very yeah. important tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I know Mickey's planning on Again, it depends who goes to the 100, but he's planning on giving a few uh, maybe second team people some prominence during that, but also trying to target it as well. Could have yeah. Sean Massoud for the whole campaign. I mean, yeah. that's, <laughs> if you've got Sean for the whole campaign, that's yeah. just ridiculous to think yeah. of that, isn't it, all the way through. The, the, the numbers he's put together recently yeah. in particular. You've also got two very big events later in the summer when the women's internationals come here again. Um, and that, that's fabulous for you guys, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, the building we're sat in now was built as part of the 2017 Women's World Cup bid, mm-hmm. um, a fantastic media suite that you know it really helped elevate the ground. And ever since then, we've established ourselves as a prominent venue for mm-hmm. women's cricket. Yeah. I think the members really enjoy it. Local supporters really enjoy it. Crucially, we tap into a new audience: yeah. families, the women's and girls leagues. Yeah. We really do find it's a completely different atmosphere. It's mm-hmm. still like a T Twenty in the sense it's positive, it's upbeat, it's vibrant. Mm. But there's a younger family audience yeah. coming to Derby, and we love it. Yeah, we really yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, and you know, interspersed through the season, then we've got Tears for Fears coming. We've got Bublé's coming after what eighteen years delay is it or something like that? Have you got your tickets like for that? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I saw Bublé. No, I saw Bublé a couple of years ago in Prague. And I came home the week after I saw him in Prague. Derbyshire advertised him coming to Derby in <laughs> summer. Um, so serves you right, COVID's all I'll say. Yes. It's been delayed a couple of years now, yeah. isn't it? But that'll be a fantastic night, and Tears of Fears will be an incredible night at, at the Encore, won't it? Yeah, I mean, Elton John kicked that off in, in 2017. Yeah, just, yeah. when, you, when you look back, you think, wow, yeah. Elton John performed on our, <laughs> on our cricket ground. And then since then, Little Mix, you know, yeah. not, not everyone's a cup of tea around this <laughs> table, I'm sure, but a fantastic event, 15,000. <laughs> Yeah. Um, people attended 15, that one. 15,000. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then Michael Bublé is rapidly approaching 13,000 at the minute. Is it? And Tears for Fears has gone on gone on sale more recently, but you know that'll be popular as I'm well. Sure, the so. groundsmen love that mid-season. Well, we do have to. Yeah, <laughs> we do have to keep Neil on side with that one, and, yeah. and, and obviously time it around the cricket. They do put matting out yeah. and this yeah. that, and the other. Yeah. But put it this way: if we get closer to mm-hmm. to July when the concerts are on and we see heavy rain forecasts, we will start to be a little bit twitchy. Oh, I'm sure, God, but. Yeah. 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 But no, they're, they're great events for the club and the community, yeah. but crucially, it helps put revenue on the bottom Absolutely. line yeah. to invest back in cricket. So that's what we're here for. Stumps, ups, and super over. So, Tom, it's time for the Super Over. Um, quick answers to quick questions, please, mate. So, your favourite cricket ground? Queen's Park, Chesterfield, local lad, grew up watching cricket there, love it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Your favourite batter? Michael Divinuto again grew up watching him for Derbyshire serious player good name bowler favourite bowler Dale Stain. perhaps not the obvious choice but it always springs to mind for me what about your favourite tipple real ale man myself oh. yeah has to be well good. being in Derbyshire around this area wouldn't be anything else your favourite cricket tea item of choice pork pie I think. great answer yeah we have a few of them don't we and then finally your sporting hero cricket or otherwise doesn't really matter 
Freddie Flintoff, I think for me, incredible athlete and this comes across as a great person. That's brilliant, thanks Tom. Super over. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. So I, th- I think it's probably the perfect time uh, right now, Tom, to just sort of go through where we're at with why we're here, to be, to be honest. You know, for those of you who have listened to our pod before, you will know that we've had the pleasure of interviewing the chairman of Derbyshire County Cricket Club, Ian Morgan, a few weeks back. Uh, we've also had a great snapper special with uh, David Griffin, yeah. uh, otherwise known in these parts as DG, who is not only the official photographer, uh, photographer of Derbyshire, but he's also the heritage officer. And there is absolutely nobody knows more about Derbyshire than Mr. Griffin. (laughs) But following those two interviews and then further chats that we've had, um, we just came up with the idea of a potential collaboration between Stump Sums and Beer Pumps and Derbyshire County Creek Club. Uh, And that's what we're here for today. Um, And it's it's lovely to be able to do that face-to-face because obviously everything's via Zoom these days otherwise. Um, But what we want to be able to do is to link the county game and Derbyshire through to the club game locally, through our podcast. Uh, yeah, that's a very raw outline to describe our plans, Tom. What, what would you add, like to add to that? Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, it, it was a great idea by yourself and, and the chairman um, thinking, do you know what, we've got a good podcast here that is mm. well-established, professionally put together. Yeah, I'm looking at the equipment in front of me now. It, it is well-edited, it's well-compiled. Well and it's crucially, it's hitting a, a, a market that probably isn't really seen in podcasts at the minute, which yeah. is club cricket. Yeah. Um, and then we got chatting, didn't we, Ian, about how we could perhaps join in and get involved and try and amplify that from a, a club level. And from, from my side, it is a complete no-brainer. Mm. We are very good at selling tickets. We're very good at selling memberships. What we're not very good at is communicating, engaging with mm. people like yourselves, yeah. club cricket. Yeah. And that is a frustration of mine, and it has been for a, for a long while, because... Surely you are the most engaged audience we can find. Absolutely. You like cricket, you are local to us. And this is a great way that we can do that. Mm-hmm. If we can enhance the podcast, which is already talking about recreational cricket, if we can throw in some community elements, if we can bring Mickey on, for example, or yeah. the captain or the players or the chief exec, yeah. we've got different ways that we can start to bring the two together a Absolutely. little bit more. Absolutely. So plans for the summer uh, for listeners is... It's very simple. Um, Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps is going to be the official collaborative uh, partnership for podcast with Derbyshire. Uh, you'll see a lot more in terms of social media through Derbyshire as well as ourselves, obviously. Uh, we're going to probably have between eight and ten weeks where we actually are almost going to be Derbyshire specials. Um, and it, it is a pleasure to be able to say that our first big interview is going to be with Mickey Arthur. Um, and there's not many people can say that but to be able to say we're going to get an internationally renowned coach for an hour to have a good old chat about Derbyshire cricket as a whole uh, that'll be fabulous and you know we want as many listeners uh, from the podcast to make sure that they send questions in for that I'm sure we'll get something out on social media with with Tom and the guys at Derbyshire to do that because let's make it as interactive as possible Uh, Mickey's here to work on the project as he describes it uh, and I think this is another project that adds to the, the whole credibility of this little club because last time I looked there's not another county has their own podcast so again we're doing something that's completely different here if we were to look through the season and look at the highlights that we're going to try and focus on Tom which sort of areas would you want us to work on with you? I think to be honest we've got to look at how the season gets underway yeah. we definitely need to have that, that little debrief shall we say in, in May and how, yeah. how the season yeah. started um, obviously T20 is huge yeah. absolutely huge for us um, so that's well worth highlighting mm-hmm. we definitely need to focus on the international England games here because yeah. 
they're going to be great events. Mm -hmm. And then, look, we can feed in community stuff. There's some really good project work being done by the foundation Absolutely. and how they work with local clubs as well. And we mm -hmm. want to shine a light on that. Yeah. Again, you will know about other clubs that are doing great work, but yeah. also we want other clubs to come to you or come to us. Absolutely. We've already got that planned. I, yeah. mean, I think we've one of our next few episodes, I think, Ian, we've got um, a special with a couple of local captains from... Brilliant teams in our division because you know just to set the tone out for the season and that's going to be a nice one to, to get yeah, through yeah um, and it's essentially it's it's bringing the local game to the county level to the international level with the ladies and all that sort of mm -hmm. thing so yeah and that's the way we see it here entirely we we've said from the very start haven't we and this is not for the county club to take over whatsoever this is us slotting yeah. in to what you're already doing yeah. on, a, on a on a level with club cricket on a level yeah. with community stuff just so we can really talk about cricket in Derbyshire. Absolutely. It's, I think it's a fabulous collaboration between us. And um, I'll thank my friend, Mr. Morgan, when he eventually gets back to the West Indies. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure he won't mind me pointing out that he's obviously watching cricket overseas for the first time in a few years, to be fair. Uh, but uh, it's definitely going to be a great collaboration. I can't wait for us to meet Mickey and one or two of the other guys during the season. And just you know, for those Derbyshire uh, fans who are going to listen to this, the other person who I'm sure will be heavily involved along the way is DG. Mr Griffin is going to be travelling around the country with Derbyshire and I'm going to get him to do some bits and pieces of rap while he's out and about with them. I might even go and watch some Premier League cricket because we don't get to see that much, do we? Not really. I mean, we as a club, our, our score for the club, for the first team, so I only see Winslow first team and the grounds that we go to, but it's just great to go to different grounds Ooh. and the diversity. There's some cracking grounds out there and some good players and there's some, like you said before, Tom, some fantastic volunteers as well that that love the game and want the game to develop. And yeah. It's all part of the same process, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, from the groundsman, I'll name him, Steve Hollis, yeah. over at uh, Corndon, yeah. you know, to George Selby at uh, Michelober. Yeah. You know, th there's guys all around who just volunteer and do lots of stuff that we want to have those chats with. And linking back to the club, to the county club, because at the end of the day, we're all part of the same league, mm. we're all part of that same organisation, we all have one love, which is cricket. It's been absolutely great chatting with you today, Tom, um, and thanks for bringing us into the, the media suite. We, we feel quite honoured, I think, Richard. Very honoured, yeah. Yeah, we, we yeah. almost feel like members of the media today. Look forward to working with you during the summer, Tom, and uh, getting this thing moving pretty fast for us. So, all the best for the season, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Perfect. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Thanks, Cheers, Tom. Appreciate Thank you. It. So I think that just about wraps it up for today. Thanks, Rick, for all Thank your you. efforts. Thank you, Neil. Thanks, Rich. And uh, finally, big thanks to Tom Skinner. Uh, it's really good of him to welcome us to Derbyshire, and I really look forward to uh, well, working with him. That's it, gents. Cheers. Until next time. Look forward to it. See you soon. Ciao. So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stump, 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 st